Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 14 and going to verse 41. And to set this up, uh, just a reminder, the 120 followers of Jesus have just been filled with God the Holy Spirit. They're in the temple proclaiming Jesus in all different languages, languages they haven't learned. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit living in them. Some people are amazed as they listen, and others mock them and say they're drunk. And so in response, here's Peter, one of the followers of Jesus, and he's going to proclaim in the temple the good news of Jesus. And so let's listen in on this sermon, on this message, this teaching proclamation that Peter gives. Here we go, starting in verse 14. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles, and he shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, will be saved. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him, from the horrors of death, and raised him back to life. For death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him, I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he's exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see in here today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. 
So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. And then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. This is a powerful moment. I mean, here's Peter, one of Jesus' closest followers. But Peter, who earlier in the Jesus story had denied Jesus three times, who had abandoned and betrayed Jesus, by running away. Here's Peter, now boldly proclaiming good news, the good news. So what is the good news, the gospel? What is this good news? What's the point of what Peter's sharing? I think we find the point of the good news, the heart and central message of what Peter's sharing in verse 36 when he says, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Jesus is the risen King, Israel's promised Messiah, Savior, Rescuer, Lord. Jesus is the promised Messiah and King, and he's alive. Therefore, what happens? All this other stuff he shares. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the king. He's alive. Therefore, God is now inviting everyone to be rescued through a relationship with Jesus. God is offering forgiveness. God's offering the gift of his very presence, the Holy Spirit, for all people who turn to him. Another incredible truth that Peter shares is that thanks to Jesus, God's doing something new. God is sending his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to live in and empower ordinary people. And not just the select few, but all people. And so Peter describes what God's doing by quoting from the book of Joel in the Old Testament, the Jewish scriptures. A number of times in Peter's little message here, he quotes the Jewish scriptures, what we call the Old Testament. And one book he quotes is the book of Joel. Now, Joel was a prophet, which meant he heard or saw things from God, and he would share God's message or share God's direction with the people. Joel lived around 800 years before Jesus, about 800 years before Jesus. And so Peter knows scriptures. He, he recognizes that he and everyone else was experiencing what was foretold or promised in Joel's book. Uh, and, he, and he's living out the prophecies God had given some 800 years before. And what was that prophecy? God had said that there would come a day when he would pour out his spirit upon all people. That there would be visions, there would be prophecies, there would be signs, there would be wonders, there would be dreams experienced from the least to the greatest. That there would be an open invitation 
for people to be in a relationship with God. You see, before this moment, God's Spirit was given from time to time to certain individuals. Typically, prophets like Joel would experience the Spirit of God for a, for a period of time, and then the Spirit would leave. King David would experience the power of God, Samson, the power and Spirit of God for a time, and then the Spirit would lift from him. But now, the Holy Spirit was going to come and reside in God's people. And not just the select few, but all of God's people, from the least to the greatest, are invited to have the Holy Spirit, God's very presence and very power, living within them to equip them and empower them for the mission and life of Jesus. What an amazing message that Peter boldly proclaimed. Jesus is alive. God's Spirit is being offered to all, and everyone was being invited to make Jesus king. And how did people respond? 3,000 people, the text says. 3,000 people said yes to Jesus as king and were baptized into God's family. Now let me ask you, what grabbed you from Peter's message today? What encouraged or challenged you? Maybe it was the promise that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. Maybe you've been wondering, you know, I've said yes to Jesus, but I just don't know that I know that I know that he loves me, that I'm rescued. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. No exceptions. And so maybe it's just that confidence that he's your king, that he loves you, thanks to Jesus. Maybe today it's the promise that all people will be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And you think to yourself, well, I'm all people. Because <laughs> I think sometimes we can get into this thing where we think only special people can be empowered by God. Only special people can hear from God. But the truth of the matter is, from the least to the greatest, the Holy Spirit comes to reside in God's people, and God wants to speak to us. He wants to show himself to us. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants us to help us, uh, to encourage us, to help us minister and care for one another and encourage each other. And so, Maybe today it's just that moment where you say, okay, God, I, I again recognize that you live in me and I pray that you would give me a dream or a vision or a sign or a wonder or just some kind of, would you just speak to me? However that looks, would you, would you speak to me today? And you, you're filled with an expectation and anticipation that God would speak to you because he promised that he'd pour out his spirit on all people. And then maybe... Finally, it's just the confidence that Jesus is alive and he's the king and you can trust him today. And so what's God saying to you today and what will be your response? Let's pray. King Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for doing all that you did, giving your life, teaching us the way of life so that we might have life with you, that we might call you our king. And so we recognize that you're king. We turn to you and we say, come Holy Spirit, fill us today. Empower us, give us strength, speak to us, and give us confidence that we're your children, that we're your your people. And use us today for what you want to do through the power of your spirit living in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.